Welcome everybody to episode seven of Drink Play Score Podcast. We got a lot going on here uh, in the drink world, in the sports world, and also in the gaming world. It's been a busy week. Games galore. Yeah. Games oh yeah. Galore. All the games really. All sorts. <laughs> Drinks galore. Happy birthday to Richard last week. Yes, I uh, I consumed my fair share of drinks. As I, heard, I heard there was a, a nice little slumber on the steps. So there uh, may have been, or may not have been, a drunk Richard passed out on the steps. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna confirm that. Well, it sounds like a good night either way. I'll, I'll, I'll confirm it. I don't there are my stairs. I'm gonna confirm. I don't it. think it's fair that you just put me on blast like that without <laughs> the the explanation that I was indeed roofied. <laughs> it's the only explanation. Has it been confirmed? No. Is he saying that? Yes. <laughs> it's, it remains to be seen. The blood work's getting done. Well, charges were filed. Slowest, but, slowest doctor on planet Earth. I mean, it, finishing at McGarvey's, you're either going to get roofied or you're going to get your head bashed in. It's true, right <laughs> on the sidewalk. Yikes. It's true. <laughs> uh, I've seen a video of it happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. In the slightest. I mean, without further ado, I think we just jump right into drinks of the week. Um, personally, one of my favorite topics that we talk about, because who doesn't like beer or alcohol, really? Kind of sounds like an alcoholic, <laughs> alcoholic <laughs> thing to say. Sure does. But uh, my drink of the week this week, again, Kettlehead Brewery with uh, Dinosaur Swimming in the Sky. I know I alluded to it earlier in an earlier episode uh, that this, episode, this beer would be coming out. I'm very stoked about it. One of my all-time favorites, I'd say... Say top ten. It's a double New England style IPA. Very very hot forward beer. This isn't really one that a normal you know someone who's just getting into IPAs should really dive right into. It's got super super dank um, and really kind of a hop burn up finish on the end, which I personally love. You know I'm big into the the quadruple IPAs when those come around in the triples. But you know dinosaur swimming sky. It's got like a beautiful hazy orange. Um, peach and passion fruit right on the nose. Um, I got like a nice white grape on the finish with that super dank hot burn. And overall, it's a really, really complex, complex beer. It's not, not like many that you're going to find out there, but it's, uh, definitely a good one. I don't, I don't think I'd crush it. I don't think I'd have, I'm, I could do it. I could do the four pack in one night. It's just not the most desirable. What's the alcohol percentage? The ABV, um, that's a great question. Let me just look at the internet. Not 7.8%, which is pretty on par for a double New England-style IPA. It's kind of lower than I thought, though. It's, it's right on average. 7.5, anywhere between 7.5 and 8 is pretty... So what are the ones where you start getting into, like, the... The 10s and so those, tens of 12s. Those are a lot of like your barley wines and your barrel aged stuff. So they're, uh, those are sitting in, you know, they're sitting in bourbon barrels or barley wine, gotcha. etc. They're sitting, you know, they're they're absorbing that ABV as it's you go. a little longer. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, the um, the cinnamon toast crunch that I had at uh, Pipe Dreams is a 10 percenter. A lot of your pastry stouts too. So your cinnamon toast crunch stouts, your Dark, the dark chocolate peanut butter. Dark chocolate peanut butter. Those are really called pastry stops. Those are traditionally a higher ABV. Okay. Um, why that is, I really don't know. It's fair. Um, Indulgence is a super high. It's a, by White Birch Brewery in Nashville. That's really high ABV stout. Super good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're like Russian Imperial stouts. Those are going to be your higher ABVs. We actually, uh, we just had the dinosaur swimming in the sky on Friday for your birthday. Yes, we did. We went, we went up to Kettlehead. Shocker. Couldn't believe it. No, I'm kidding. 
Their food is incredible. The, brewery, the brewery is really great. If you guys haven't been been out there, you absolutely need to. Like Drew, like I said, not a big uh, not a big beer drinker. He's getting into it. his wife doesn't drink beer. She, nope. you know, they had some cocktails that she could get, and the food's incredible. Yeah, it's nice because I know a lot of breweries. It's it's I mean it's becoming more common to find breweries and actually serve like solid food instead of like a. Just, or, or just like a pizza, or more than just the beer that they right. necessarily make. It's so. the whole licensing licensing. Thing yeah, that goes well, into you it. have to get separate licenses. You have to get a restaurant license to yeah. do it, and the, you know the regulations that go into that are a lot more strict. But don't you need? Don't you need to serve food? Isn't that like a rule? So it used to be in New Hampshire that you could not serve a pint of beer, so you couldn't serve sixteen ounce beers, yeah, unless you served food. So a lot of breweries would, you know, they'd have the pretzel and yep. some blutter and that, and that counted. But New Hampshire, actually, believe it or not, you know, live free or die state, we're very behind the times with our liquor laws, and especially when it comes to the craft beer world. It's yep. um, why a lot of breweries don't like selling in New Hampshire. Uh, it's very difficult for them. They have to get labels approved and all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that, you, that law went away, I believe, last summer. You okay. can now serve up to two pints without having to serve food, which was great. But the weird thing is, is you could serve, you used to not be able to serve a pint if you didn't serve food, but I could sell you a flight of all the same beer, right? So I can give you 16 ounces, it's just not in one glass, it's in four, four ounce glasses. Yeah. So I think that's why they're kind of like, okay, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> like, yeah, I would agree. If there's one thing that you really want where you're drinking them, it's always snack foods. I mean, like, well, or not just snack foods, kind of a meal to go with it. I mean, what I found. there's really nothing more that you want. When when you're drinking, then just something to eat as well. No, I mean, I, I think having the more options is yeah. is the best scenario I for think, breweries. Yeah, I, a lot are starting to transition into like that six hundred three beer hall type full restaurant. Kettlehead's got a full restaurant with an incredible chef. Um, backyard brewery. I mean, that's, that was more of a restaurant to begin with, so I don't really yeah. put them in that. But t- traditionally, what you see really is uh, food trucks. At these breweries, that's kind of a nice workaround. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it they don't have to pay for the cooking equipment. They don't even really pay these food trucks to come. They just say, "Hey, yeah, you can come up, you know, sell your food. We don't care." And they usually like feed them beer or whatever. The it's just a cool relationship that they have. And I I see the food trucks, especially up in like the Portland Main area. That's none of those breweries in that and you know the brew belt there have uh, have a restaurant. They all they all have food trucks outside. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also evolved into these breweries were more for people who were passionate about the beer itself. Yeah. Now it's kind of turned into they that crowd still appreciates that, but they may want to bring their spouse who, like uh, Drew's wife, doesn't enjoy beer. So uh, to have options for them to go up and be like, oh, I can either get food if or you know even liquor. No, it's not. Abs- that, that's what right. I think. That's what you're finding all these breweries starting to do because it's starting to be more of like a, an event instead of just going up to have a beer mm-hmm. and maybe buy a couple cans. You're you're going up there, you're seeing the, yeah, the, the surroundings. Ener- the, the energy. You're able to eat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, I completely um, agree. Just like that. So for my drink of the week too, um, just like you guys know, I love I love McGillicuddy's. Um, I usually do the menthol mint. Uh, shout out to your wife. I mean, she makes those great those great drinks that we had for our little holiday cheer that we had here with the menthol mint. Oh you know, yeah, those we great did that during the same that we scheme. have. 
That was um, cool. That was another. What are in those? I, I was not there for that. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's called holiday cheer. So it's a uh, like nice menthol mint uh-huh. liqueur with. We had a little eggnog. Like, with you know, vodka just, and yeah. eggnog. It's yeah. like a really, it's really good. It's not too much eggnog, but just enough to just kind to of give it that color and that nice thickness. Now here's the funny thing. I've never had eggnog before. Alcoholic or non. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Wow. I've never had eggnog. I got to uh-huh. go, guys. I got <laughs> But for no, that... I, I've had something like White Russians. Right. Kind of the same idea. It kind, yeah, it yeah. kind of circles back to my whole, like, I do a heavier beer or a fuller beer. Yeah. Only one or two, mm-hmm. depending on how much alcohol content there is. And then I kind of switch to something like a Budweiser Light, my go-to. <laughs> but it kind of falls into that same camp where it's just like a White Russian, it's tasty. Yeah. Like... I can do Bailey's and coffee. That's fantastic. Of course. It's all just like, start, all that cream just makes it pretty heavy. Oh, listen. I'm, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's not it heavy nice like that. Well, I'm just saying eggnog in it, general. The yeah. bulk of that drink is vodka. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all like any good drink should be. Um, <laughs> so, but for me though, that I just tried over the weekend for his birthday as well, which it, Richard tried as well. I did the, uh, the McGillicuddy's root beer, oh, which good. I've never had before, which is pretty surprising because I've had some of the other ones. But the root beer... Was so good. It's like, like literally tasted exactly like. You know what it tasted like is those old hard candies. It, those it did, old the barrels, beer, the barrels, but with uh, alcohol. Sounds fantastic. It, it was so good. Now those are like schnapps, right? That's categorized technically. No, it's not schnapps. schnapps. It's, it's a not her. Okay. Yeah, they're not targeting the use with that flavor. No way. Not, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Barely taste the alcohol. No. Oh man. The mint, yeah, the menthol one is really good. Oh yeah, the menthol is. But really that's the good. only one I've had. I can imagine the root beer being good. The root beer is really good. I mean, they have they have they're, grape. They, I was gonna say they, they have eat. apple pie. They no, have so they have a lot of different ones. I'm not a big liquor drinker, so I just right. I, I only like the only reason I really drink cuties is if everyone's drinking. And we do shots. And we do shots because yeah. I'm I've kind of had my fair share of fireball in my life already. Oh yeah. So the the cuties is a nice 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 to change up medium happy yeah. medium yeah. So, my drink of the week, talked about it a little bit. It's a nice, uh, well, it's a nice beer, nice light beer, you know, uh, very drinkable. It's actually locally sourced, uh, brewed in Merrimack, New Hampshire. Mm, wow. My favorite, probably, local beer, I would have to say. And that's, uh, that's Bud Light. Would you consider that a craft beer? I mean, define craft. <laughs> they craft it every day. Yeah, it's crafted by highly skilled, highly skilled workers. So you know, I would say, I yes, it is a craft beer. Completely agree with you, mm-hmm. saying that they are very highly skilled workers because it is very hard to actually reproduce beer on a mass level and get it the exact way every single time. Yeah, that actually is like it's very yeah. hard to do, and. That's why you have, like, wine vintages, and, like, yeah. this year is better than that year. Yep. And it's the same with beer, though. Yeah. Like, Treehouse is notorious for it. Every different batch of beer, like, they could brew a green, of, that's one of their beers, like, green in November, and then brew it again in February of the following year, and, like, people will say, hey, this batch is not up to snuff with March of 2015's batch. It's just not there. And people, like, I see that all the time in the beer forums. Like, that's a very thing. So I actually do commend... I'm glad you made that point. <laughs> Anheuser Busch does does do that. Oh well, yeah, well. any any of those where you're able to uh, replicate the the same taste and same 
quote-unquote flavor, because some people would disagree about taste or flavor, yeah. depending on how much you like beer. But and I, s- I, Sorry to jump on you there, yeah. but especially the... Because um, Bud Light is a lager, it's a light lager. That is one of the hardest styles of beer to brew, because they're very subject to temperature change. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you, like, one to two degrees could throw that whole batch off. Now, I will say, craft beers are starting to do a little more... Or at least the, the beer makers are starting to do more light styles of beer. I don't know if you've noticed this when you've gone, but I've even just going through like a Market Basket or a Hannaford or your local grocery store, you're, I'm starting to see companies or craft beer companies that are starting to create light variants or light, not even variants, or just their own light style lager or something. That I think that's been a trend that I've seen coming forward for a while is... You get a lot of people, like, for example, my wife. She loves going to breweries, but she doesn't necessarily love going to Kettlehead all the time because they're an IPA-heavy brewery, right? So if it's like my birthday, we're going to go to Kettlehead. But if we're just going out to hang out, we might not. We might go to 603 where they have that light lager. They have an IPA for me. They have the sour beer. They have, they have ciders. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think that has always been a thing at the brewery itself. It's just as these breweries continue to grow, they have the ability to can because canning for a brewery is very expensive and oh, yeah. time-consuming process. Um, yeah, and sometimes you're not guaranteed. You may be guaranteed the shelf space at the store, but that doesn't mean it's going to sell. It's going to sell, so. yeah. So I know there's a whole process with returning the beer, and you know you might have to end up buying some of the beer back if it doesn't sell. Right. So it's a huge gamble for them to put out those lighter styles when the the market's so dominated right now by. IPAs. Yeah. For something that we just put so much time into, um, just the sports topic of what we do in, in our everyday life. Uh, because we're professional athletes, if you guys didn't know. Correct. I mean, yeah. we're, we're always trying to be better and be the best in the world. So. I, I mean, if my build my build is anything, it's, a, it's that of a professional athlete. So, um, And nothing else. I, I wouldn't put it. Below that. Well, I had lunch with uh, Jason Tatum today, so right as as you should have. Well, we were just talking, you know, talking strategy for tonight. Yeah, yeah. So for that, we'll move Talk to the NBA. Strategy. We'll move to the NBA. <laughs> we'll we'll move to some major topics here that are going on in the league. Um, kind of the biggest headline that's going on today is Curry's returning. Yep. Um, I'm somebody who's actually very against him playing tonight. Me too. Um, I think that what they're in. They're Last place. Yeah, I, I mean, They're the worst team in the NBA. You might as well get the number one pick. You might as well have Curry come back 100 percent healthy. You have Clay T- Thompson come back 100 percent healthy, and you get the best pick in the entire draft. You restart your dynasty with with guys that you already have. You have Willie Clay Stein. You still have Draymond Green. Like you still have guys that are gonna make plays besides these people that are already on the team. Yeah, I I think Curry. You take him back slow. It's tough because when you have probably the best shooter of all time. How, how do you put that man on the bench? No, absolutely. I, I don't. I don't even know how many games are left in the regular season. Um, but I am. I'm interested in knowing that. I don't think it makes sense to bring him back at all this season. Um, and I can't really even. They have twenty think games. Of, yeah, about twenty for Golden State. Why? Why bring him back for twenty games? Risk him, you know, reaggravating that. Not. And then he has to sit out some of the off season and doesn't get it to one hundred percent. Right. Like you've um, won fourteen games this year, and he's not. 100% we know because he's already had a setback. He was already supposed to come back. 
Like what? A week ago? Over, they over they week they ago? they wanted him to play what in the G League I think first before he ended up playing. Yeah, but did he even play in the G League? No, no. So it doesn't make sense to me. The only thing I could guess is that the Warriors want to see because Draymond's been bad this year, and I think maybe they want to see is it just because you know he's the guy right now and he's not going to be your guy, or is it is he falling? You know, is he is he sliding down that talent slope? Um, you know, you reinsert Curry, see if he picks back up, see if, uh, you know, you are going to take that number one pick, go get someone great, or maybe, you know, tr- trade it for someone good and drop back a spot or two. So I think I think that could be the only reason they would really bring Curry back. My response to this is a kind of a question to both of you guys, and do you think it has anything to do with the NBA starting to find teams for not playing players when they are quote-unquote healthy because I wonder in my mind it's the Warriors said Curry's going to be back on this date minor setbacks aside it's close to that date right how far do do they have to just play him at least a little bit to you know appease the NBA and so they don't Um, get fined right I don't think I agree with you there because I don't think they can push it back twenty games. There's no way. I mean, that's, not without him playing at all. Exactly. Like I don't know. It's there's a pretty significant injury. You also see that he's he's taking shots on the court. Like you can't hide that. Right. There's people everywhere taking videos, and so that part of it, you can't really put that off. Like the NBA, Adam Silver is going to see sure, that. Sure, but me taking a jump shot is very different than me running the court at an NBA level. It was his hand though. Okay, but still, like, the fatigue of running up and down the court, actually having someone trying to steal the ball from you, jamming up your hand, like, that's not, I don't think that's very comparable. I mean, a very sterile environment shooting, sterile, I mean, and, like, you know, nothing else going on. Taking jump shots is very different than the game. Right. But to your your guys' point, though, like, why would they do this if the goal is to... At this point, maybe it wasn't at the beginning of the year to tank, but it's turned into such a calamity of a season for them that you're so far in, 20 games left, you may as well try to push for that record to get that potential number one pick. I think that I agree with you there, but the way they restructured now is if they're in the bottom, what, five, they have an equal equal yeah. percentage of winning. Right. Yeah, you're so, not guaranteed that number. So you're not guaranteed that spot anymore. Not that you ever work as a lottery, but they restructured so that the percentage is yeah. now for the bottom five. So even with 20 games left, they're not going to jump out of the bottom five. It's close, though. I mean, is it? Golden Four, State's 14. 17? The next are, yeah, 17, and then it's like 19. Nine. Three teams have 19 wins. Oh, wow. 20, 21. 20, 21, 21. Oh, so they could easily jump out So, I mean, they bottom. could fall out, which is tough because... And if Curry comes back, they're going to jump out. They're going to start winning some games. Yeah, Cur- I mean Curry's Curry's a difference. Like, there's no doubt about it. Curry's. You have to focus. You have to focus more of your effort on him instead of Draymond Green, or I mean, yeah. it opens up their whole floor. It does. It does. I do wonder if he comes back for just a game or two, and then they try to maybe not make it up, but maybe he's setback, actually maybe like, he's truly not fully ready to play again. Like, in a normal NBA player, if they were in the playoff hunt, may try to give it a go. But otherwise, I think, I don't know, I think they should just sideline him, let him be. Yeah. I did too. I wonder if he's like, hey, I want to play. It could be too. Talking about wanting to play, 
Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum. Right Man now, has not shown up. Oh boy, has not shown up at all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> he has not been a major factor in the Celtics' success. I, I mean, this guy has emerged himself into the superstar category of the NBA yep. at just turning 22 years old. He's carrying the Celtics team. He's making every right play. If he's double teamed, he's making that pass, and he's he's making every defender that's on him right now look, look like. They're lost because it, it, even if they're on him, he's still knocking down shots. Yep. So, I mean, he has to be the biggest story in, in the NBA right now. And it's frustrating if you're a defender because you can do everything textbook against Tatum right now, the way he's playing in the past month, month and a half, and he's still going to knock down the shot. Like, <laughs> that must be so irritating as a defender. You lock him down. You, just, you give him the slightest inch of separation, he's knocking down that. That mid-range or even three. He's he's so confident right now in what he's doing. It's crazy how much that confidence can really play into his success. I think what also helps is that he's... or The, the positive signs with Tatum is that it's going up every season. Yeah. It's not just maybe he had a great rookie campaign and kind of dipped afterwards and now he's back. So you kind of aren't sure if it's going to happen season after season. It's consistent. The rise is consistent. Made his first All-Star game. Will not be his last. No. I mean, the man's just on fire right now. Only I was checking his stats. Only 16th right now for points. That He had a, he had a relatively, not slow start, but he was kind of a little overshadowed by Jalen. Jalen had a really nice start to the season. And also Kemba was healthy at the start. Kemba's been out true. for this whole entire fire run that he's been on, so, which is... Even more impressive to in, me. In the past month, I bet he's top five. Yeah. Because he's I, averaging I, I, like I didn't 33 in the past month. Yep. Because if, if you told me at one point in time, you said, hey, Kemba's going to be out for an extended period of time. Jalen Brown's going to get hurt a couple periods of time. Gordon Hayward's going to get hurt. Uh, I, I would believe you about Hayward. I would believe yeah. you about Hayward. <laughs> Smart's gonna, one of those is believable. <laughs> Smart's going to get hurt. And then you tell me that with you know the Celtics having like 19 games left and – they're third in in the East, yeah, and only one game back of Toronto. I said, "Ooh, that's tough. Like, where where are they scoring? Because their bench is horrible. Watermaker's horrible. I mean, they got so many rookies. They got Grant Williams. I like him. He's a good player. He plays hard. Romeo. He plays hard. I mean, Carson Edwards, great player. But what what else do they have? Yeah, besides get, these main guys, you get beyond like the the eight, the top eight. And it's, it's not very question. I was saying to Richard last night, because Robert Williams is finally back, if Robert Williams can play 25 to 32 minutes a game, the Celtics team is going to be legit throughout the rest of the season and into the playoffs. Yeah. Because even in last night's game, I know they played the Cavs, but he had a couple blocks. He was getting rebounds. He was making plays at the rim. And he was he's the exact player that the Celtics, we were talking about, that the Celtics should have got at the deadline. Yeah. Getting any sort of size into that back into that lineup is crucial because it's it's not a not a big team overall. So any any size mm-hmm. you can get is going to help. And I know you said outside of the top eight, but I think that you were forgetting about my boy Vincent. <laughs> I certainly was. I certainly was. Um, so, like I was saying, for the East, for the standings, um, we got Milwaukee. Having just the incredible season that they're having at fifty three and nine. Yeah, that's decided. They're 
Uh, they're their number one seed for sure. Uh, Toronto, Boston, that's probably it's going to be close. Might flip flop. Miami's on the heels as well at the good. four. Um, only two and a half behind the Celtics. Uh, Indiana at the five. Sixers at the six. Like I was saying in the other podcast, I mean they're horrible away. They're nine and twenty-three. I predict that Philly ends up slipping. Almost. I don't know what's the difference between them and the eight right now. Uh, oh, even not the one eight. They're the ten s- games, dude. Six and the seven. One the six and games. the seven is ten games or eleven games. It would be really hard for Philly to slip. I, I don't not, think they're going to slip. Not going anywhere because they're Brooklyn. Hard. Brooklyn really isn't. Can't believe Brooklyn's the seventh. They're shutting. Right they shut down. Kyrie, I mean, it's... I, I, it looks like the the standings are pretty close to set. Washington's not going to do much. So it looks like it's, it's going to be... be top, the, the three, four, the Brooklyn. two, three, four. If I had yeah. to pick a team that's not in the playoffs right now out of the East, I'd probably pick Charlotte. But I, I think it's going to be pretty set Yeah, the way it is. Uh, for the West... But that's how it always is coming out of the East. It's always pretty... You got your top dogs and then those, those final ones. They never really battle like it is in the West. Like... The West last year, you had teams who were above five hundred didn't make it. Didn't make it, and they would have been like the fives in the East. Yeah. Like, so to switch to the West, uh, the Lakers leading it right now at forty-seven and thirteen. They're probably going to take it. Um, I mean, they got the Clippers behind them, only five and a half back. So I mean, they're not too far. But the the Lakers would have to drop a couple. Yeah. Uh, Denver right behind the Clippers, Denver, followed by Houston. Denver is so quietly good this Quiet. year. No Always. one talks about them. They were no. last season too. I mean, yeah. If you were to like, I don't know. I would have never guessed Denver. Jokic is as good as they were. Great, and they got they got really great role players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Houston, Utah, Utah is quiet. Always great defensively. OKC. I mean, I don't think anybody would have guessed them being at the six seed when they traded away Westbrook. They traded away everybody else that they had. Chris right. Paul and Steven Adams have played well with um, Alexander there. He's I he's a really good player. I still think OKC should have been sellers at the trade deadline. They're not going anywhere in the West the way it stands right now in anywhere, really in the near future. They need to start, in my opinion, rebuild. I can't believe they didn't sell off because... The six, but they're not getting by even anyone in front of them. Even Utah's significantly better, in my opinion. Julius Alexander and Gallinari have been a big help, but I, I think that you can build around Alexander. and. Yeah, I think the way they saw this season, too, is that the Lakers underperformed last year. Yeah. The Clippers were a new thing this year. Golden State, with their injuries... It made it seem like that window to come out of the West was more open than it actually turned out to be. Yeah, fair. The fact that LeBron's and the Lakers are as good as they've been, you know, Clippers are where people thought they would be, but who who really knows with a with a team like that? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I don't really necessarily blame them for not selling at the deadline because they could have been, and they still can be. You know, close to that Western Conference Finals. Yeah, right. yeah. especially it looks like they'd probably get what Houston in the first round. I think uh, so. Yeah, they could take Houston, especially yeah. with Houston they playing can. small ball. Uh, yeah, they could yeah. get through the first round. Yeah. So Dallas and Memphis close out the bottom two. Uh, wow, Portland, Dallas and Memphis. That's yeah. Dallas at the surprising. seven. Memphis at the eight. The I only Portland one was knocking on the doorstep. Portland is. Well, New Orleans um, is falling down too. Yeah, New Orleans dropped a lot. Portland can jump in. I'm surprised they're at 28 and 35. They got, you know, Dame, CJ, and uh, Melo. But 
Um, with that, um, Richard and I have had previous picks in the other podcast about who we think are going to the NBA Finals. Um, I had the Bucks, and I had the Bucks taking it. I had the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I also had the Bucks. I was going to say, Bucks for both of you are looking really, really good right now. So, yeah, the reason they're refreshing their picks is because I have not given mine yet since I've joined on to the podcast. And I think when I asked you guys, Carlos had picked Clippers. Clippers. And I actually kind of agree with him on this. I'm going Clippers as well. As much as I was talking about when we were talking about OKC and why they didn't sell off, I said that it was, an, it was going to be unknown how the Clippers would play. The... I don't know, the way that Toronto kind of took over the East there and ended up taking the NBA championship, I think it seems eerily similar to what's going on in Los Angeles with the Clippers. If Kawhi can put the team on his back like he did in Toronto, then I think it's going to be an eerily similar situation. I think there's a lot more competition in the West this year than there was coming out of the East last year. Mm -hmm. Like... I know LeBron, and I'm a LeBron hater, is not necessarily the greatest in the playoffs or, you know, the the championship. The playoffs, yes. The the NBA Finals, no. Um, you're not going to just roll over that Lakers team, though. Or even... I know I just said that I bet I think OKC could take Houston, but that Houston team still, if Harden... They don't play defense, though. They don't. They're gonna let up a hundred every, at least a hundred every game. But I don't think you. I just don't think you can win that way. It, it, so a lot of people were saying, you know, the, the the Clippers loaded up to you know stop LeBron. Right. Which sure, I mean they've got guys that can probably throw at LeBron, kind of get in his face a little bit. But like LeBron has given up a lot this year to Anthony Davis, and like I don't see anyone in the Clippers that is gonna lock down Anthony Davis. I also think LeBron's gonna be pretty fresh come playoff time. I think that. <laughs> Him not having to be the one guy right, that's what I'm saying. He's is up a lot. gonna benefit that Lakers team a lot. But the on the on the other hand, it's that Lakers team. I like Kuzma as your three. He's yeah, I know. they're they're not playing. That's they're what, not that, playing. That's what I was gonna say. LeBron has been given a lot of credit this year, and I, I'll give him it as a as an additional LeBron hater. Normally, I think the fact that LeBron is more a facilitator, giving the ball out. I think that may be a problem come playoff time. Not for him. I think he'll perform. I think AD will perform. That cast around him, I think, is a massive question mark come playoff time. It is. And I'm honestly surprised they are, with that supporting cast, they have been as dominant as they have been. Yeah, yeah we'll see. I don't. Like... So speaking of uh, a supporting cast and kind of franchise leads, mm-hmm. we saw a question today or yesterday about who would we rather start a franchise with, yep. um, Zion or Luca? One of them we'll see in the playoffs, and one of them we probably won't. Or, or um, not even limited to those two. You could pick really any young star. Yeah, yeah. I did like ja, the way yeah, I, Tatum. I did like the way ESPN though. I mean, you're talking those are the two, the, the, the two, the two hot players right now. Beyond obviously LeBron, right? Um, I think those are the two hottest players in the league right now. So I think it is a good question and. I mean, for me personally, I'd probably go Luca. I think he's the more complete player all around. Now, that being said, if Zion can take that Shaq, you know, play style and performance, then we're talking a whole different thing. 
I think right now, though, the way Luke has been playing, the all-around basketball he's been playing, is more crucial to a franchise than Zion, in my opinion. No, I completely agree. I would also second Luca. I he's like a triple-double machine almost. Like it's insane. I have some serious concerns over Zion's weight right now. His Fair. his the way his his play style. Is more injury prone than Luca, I would say, um, and these are all things that you really have to consider when you're talking to a franchise player. Do I think Zion is funner to watch than Luca? Yes, mm-hmm. Zion is awesome to watch. But who's going to give fantastic. you? Who's going to give you the most complete and what word am I looking for here? Well-rounded, well-rounded, but just consistent play sure. every night. I think it's going to be Luca. Just in the modern day NBA, you asked me ten years ago, Zion. Yeah, when, modern, when Biggs had a bigger role. Yeah, in, no pun intended. <laughs> in today's NBA, I think Luca's the better, better player. It, it's tough for me to say. You know, I watch I watch a lot of basketball. Um, I was a big Zion fan at Duke. I'm a Duke guy. I liked him in high school. You didn't. We obviously didn't really know much about Luca before he came into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Watching Zion play is a lot different than watching what we're going to call the big now in the NBA. I mean, this kid is all over the place. His athletic ability is out of the gym. But you can't deny what Luka does on a nightly basis. Great play. He, he can shoot. He has any range for the most part. His game almost looks slowed down, which is so weird to see in this game too because it's pretty fast now. Um, I mean... I don't know. I don't know who I would say, hey, I want this one over this one. It'd be. Uh, it's, I'd say it's, either. It's tough to take Luka over Zion because you don't have bigs like Zion in the game right now. But it's tough to ignore Luka's ability to play multiple positions of shooting and dishing out the ball and still being under the rim to get bored. So for me, I, 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 I might take Zion just because of his versatility um, and his will under the basket to get boards and keep plays alive. But I don't want to take anything away from Luka. Yeah, I would say the only thing that would make me change my mind, and the the poll kind of phrased it right now, Mm -hmm. so that's why I pick Luka. There is a chance, like obviously right now the three is such a huge part of the game and more than it's ever been. But that comes and goes. Yeah. So, say in the next couple of years, teams adjust to it. Teams draft players in a way to combat the three. Maybe Zion would be, in a couple of years from now, the player I would pick if he's still as consistent, or not consistent, excellent as he is. Yeah, I just feel like Zion's more of a generational player. Like We don't see him often. I'm not saying that we see guys that are exactly like Luka all the time, but we have guys that do what Luka does. More than what we have of Zion. Mm -hmm. So I think that's more of the hype as to why Zion's so big. But if we're... It's also another thing. I'm going to take Luka for 82 games rather than Zion for 40 that's, or 35. That's so. exactly what I was alluding to. Yeah, really. but the, the, we'll see. It's I mean, he's running a lot more now, so we'll see if he sheds some weight. He's, but. he's really big. He's a big he, dude. He's he a big dude. And he, so Shaq. If Shaq yeah. didn't And you kind play, of saw that, though, later on. Is the, yeah. And I don't think Shaq even... Uh, Shaq played. Uh, one of the all-time guys, I don't think he even 
Zion almost plays a little more high high energy, I guess you could say. His magic days, though. I mean, Shaq yeah. wasn't big. Shaq was slim. I think Slimmer. If if Zion's able to shed a few pounds, maybe put it into muscle. I don't know. He's already a beast of a human. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have so much concern over his injuries, but you're talking night in, night out, running the court with that weight. You your body is going to pay. Like, there's not that BMI or anything is anything to go off, but there's science that shows if you are a certain size doing that, your body is not going to hold up. Yeah. So, I'm I'm very interested to see how he he makes a transition to the NBA because in the co- in college I think he could have gotten away with it. In the NBA's NBA not NBA's NBA five years from now he might be he might be hurting a little bit. Yeah. Um, so with that, we'll move on a little bit to the NHL here. The um, kind of dueling going down to their last twenty games, a little playoff push here. Season went by quick. It I feel did. Like the NHL season is one of the longest. I was gonna say you won't be saying that once the playoffs start. Yeah, I love the, I love the playoffs. It's so. weird because everybody's kind of so focused on other sports when the NHL starts. So by the time everybody kind of gets into hockey, it feels like they're already halfway done. Mm. Um, so for the standings going on right now, um, our hometown favorites for us are the Bruins. Um, they just so happen to be the number one in the Eastern Conference. Oh, the league. And the NHL. the NHL. And all of NHL, yeah. You're right. They're up six points right now on the Blues, which obviously the isn't in our conference. But we're actually up nine on Tampa Bay with our win this week over them. That was a huge win. Huge game. We looked good, too. No Samkos, but still still, still huge win. Um, so for the Bruins, I mean, that's a big... Big step, too, to beat another playoff contending team who's on our heels mm-hmm. um, after a loss in the Stanley Cup last year. Um, there's a lot of teams that are actually pretty close, kind of all together here. Um, you know, Washington's going to be a great team come playoff time. Ovechkin's going to make his play. St. Louis, I was, I'm was i actually pretty surprised that they're doing as well as they are this year. Um, in Vegas, I'm happy they kind of bounced back after mm-hmm. that first year, then they had a lull last year. Now they're back in it, um, but a, a lot of exciting hockey come going yeah. on right now, and especially coming up. It's going to be a really not not that NHL playoffs ever disappoint. No, but this year specifically, it's going to be really excellent to watch. Just not that the Bruins had an easy path to the NHL and to the Stanley Cup last year. But, you know, seeing Tampa getting limited in the first round. Um, Washington. Washington. I would I would almost disagree. I mean, finish your thought, but I'm definitely going to jump in once you're... Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that's going to happen again this year. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see. I think I think the Bruins are going to have a... You know, they're number one right now and they play good, but they have some flaws and, you know, come playoff hockey, those flaws become bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, not having that defensive... You know, those big guys to, and lacking that size in the playoffs is a huge deal. Yeah. So, um, I'm happy the Bruins are where they are at now. I do see some holes in this team, and I'm, I'm really excited for playoff hockey because it's going to be very competitive every single round. I, the Bruins, I don't know who they'd match up in the first round right now, but it, it would still be a great, great battle. Yeah, I will say this. Eastern Conference-wise... Other than Detroit, 
I mean, Detroit's been pretty bad this season. 15 and 48, <laughs> if you consider yeah. that bad. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are teams that you kind of saw last year. Though I think, and Richard alluded to it a little earlier, the road the Bruins had last season. That's what scares me most about this playoffs, even though the Bruins are playing out of their minds mm-hmm. overall, is they didn't have to face the Tampas. They didn't have to face what the Capitals at all. They Their biggest comp- – or Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their biggest competition, I would argue, were the Blue Jackets. Yep, they yeah. were. Good, big, tough physical team. Yeah. So how are they going to handle – that, I don't know. I think it's almost better that the competition is going to be tougher mm-hmm. in the road. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to falter again. I don't think the Capitals are going to falter falter again. No. So you're going to see those mm-hmm. teams, one of those teams, maybe even both, depending on how it all plays out in the end. It's going to be tough. It is. I think uh, the winner comes out of the East, though. It's just so... I, yeah. it, the Blues, though. I mean, it, they, they're... they're their tops in the West, normally Stanley Cup teams kind of have a down season. Pittsburgh is the really the only exception we've seen recently. Give me your pick, Matt. Who do you want? Who's winning the Stanley Cup for you this year? My honest, if I, I would probably say I'm going Boston, but it's not close. I think. Almost every series is going to go to seven, six or seven. And it really all depends on, and the reason I'm even hesitant about it is because of Tuca in those high leverage situations. He's been great this season during the regular season. And he was great in the postseason last year up until really game seven mm-hmm. when it when we needed him to kind of play out of his mind. He wasn't able to do it. Obviously, there were other factors. Some of your other top players didn't show up. But in those instances, you need the goalie to be playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing it. So Dude, I'm saying Bruins, but it's so close, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. But I can't. The way they've been playing, you can't ignore that at the same time. Absolutely. I uh, I think St. Louis makes it from the West, Western Conference. I... And again, not to be a homer, I'm picking the Bruins. This team, I mean, they've been the number one team in the NHL almost all year. Yep. And you don't maintain that level of excellence without <laughs> without really earning it, I guess. I mean, their ability to score goals is incredible. The one worry that I have is goaltending inconsistencies. You know, we let up nine goals to Vancouver, right? Like Right. Um, and I don't think Tuca's historically been great in the playoffs. Um, I think having Halak this year is taking some of that burden off and going to make Tuca better come playoff time. Um, and I, I do agree every series is going to be a 6-7 game series. Um, I think the Bruins eke it out. And I think that, honestly, I think if we get to the Stanley Cup, I don't even think it, I don't think it goes to game seven. Maybe Maybe six, kind of my bet. My bet. If the Bruins are able to overcome the Eastern Conference, or really, I, if it's not the Bruins, I think it's Tampa. Mm-hmm. If they're over to get through over this Eastern Conference, I think they kind of steamroll 
quite nicely over whoever. I hope you're right. I, I do too. As a, as a Bruins fan, I hope you're right. I just think it's this road is going to be way tougher than it was. <clears throat> yeah, which is going to make for incredible playoff hockey. I agree. I'm excited. Um, I disagree with you guys on both parts here. I don't think that St. Louis is going again. Um, I think Colorado is going to make it this year. I don't think St. Louis is as good as they were last year. I think Colorado is actually the better team. Um, I don't know about the Bruins. Um, I don't know where they would be without Pasternak. I mean, this guy's about to score 50 goals this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, first time since, like, 1960 or something. Yeah. Incredible. Um, but I watched a game the other night against Tampa Bay. And in that third period, Tampa Bay owned the puck, I would say, for probably 15 minutes out of the 20, which was tough to see in a game where Tampa Bay had to fight back. I know. But it, it's it's concerning to see in a spot where a team needs desperately a goal and you can't possess the puck long enough to keep it out of your zone. Tuca usually makes those great saves that you kind of just shake your head and you wonder how he got there, but he also lets in goals <laughs> and you wonder how they got in the back of the net. Um, I agree. Uh, it's tough for me to say that the Bruins won't make it when they have the best plus differential in the entire I was going to say that. That, that was going to be my case against, you know, obviously Poster not playing out of his mind, but that even just... Not even the differential, ignore that, but just we're number one goals against. It, it, they have the best defense technically in the league. Yep. It, it's tough to pick against them. I do think the Bruins are going to the Cup. I do think they play Colorado. I do think that they're a better team than Colorado. So I guess I will agree with you guys on the part that the Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup. Which, which scares me. Which <laughs> we sound so much like homers. They're just a... But I, I think that their first line is the best in the league. I think that mm-hmm. they have acquired Richie... You know what I mean? Acquiring these guys that they can at least put the hit on people. Yeah. I was going to say that. That's my my true, true concern is the physicality. And come playoff time, that is a huge part of the game. Yeah. And I think as much as we may sound like homers, I don't, I'm not feeling very confident about it. No. I just think you have to pick, like I said, the goals against, number one. Goal differential, number one. Last year, if you were told me, if I had to pick last year, I wouldn't have picked the Bruins. I would have picked the Capitals or Tampa. Yeah. Oh, I would have picked Tampa last year was wild. Unbelievable. So I don't, as much as we all kind of pick Bruins and we're all from here, I think it's more based on how they played this season than necessarily uh, rooting for the home team. No, well, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't ignore what they're doing. It's... Out of the West, I didn't pick St. Louis necessarily. No, yeah, you didn't say that. I did. <laughs> um, I don't... Colorado, Colorado's a good choice. Dallas, though, I mean, you have Pavelski now on Dallas. I may pick Dallas out of that. If you know, if they can make it, I think Dallas would be a good choice. Where's Dallas currently sitting? So they're third in the Central. Okay. I don't think Dallas is enough, man. I don't know. I was besides Sagan and Jamie Ben Pavelski. I, I know, but besides that, dude, they have nothing else. I don't know. I watched them the other night against the Bruins, too. It, the Bruins just looked like a, they outclassed them. Let's put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a rematch, Bruins, you know, Blues, but I'm picking like, Bruins and Stars. It's my uh, my hot pick. Okay. Hot take. All right, so uh, let's move out of that. We'll go into a kind of big topic on right now, keeping in Boston a little bit um, for the MLB. 
Chris Sale, guys. When it rains, it pours in Boston for these Boston Red Sox. Luckily, it's not Tommy John, though I almost would prefer them to shut him down this season. We'll see how it goes. He's going to be off a week. No throwing at no all. No throwing, and then he'll throw some bullpen, and then they're going to reevaluate. I mean, which was... it's flashes of David Price when he had his elbow problems. Luckily, he didn't need Tommy John, but he didn't look that great for a while while that whole thing was being figured out. So, and Sale's already been delayed from starting the opening day roster because of sickness. So, uh, you guys sickness, do, quote unquote. You guys do the quote. You think that was the elbow, or I think so. I, I did too. I, I mean, think... he probably was sick at one point, but to yeah. say it's not. Right, I'm not saying that this man wasn't sick. To but conveniently have all these elbow issues right afterwards, right. I think is it's too much of a coincidence. It's right. very concerning. Um, you know, he's supposed to be our ace, and not that he's injury prone, but this is a serious, serious injury, and he didn't look like himself right last year. No, towards the end of the season, and just talking to Doctor Andrews is always a flag. It's normally the kiss of death. Right, right. I, I hope it's nothing. I think he needs to be shut down yeah. all, all, longer than a week. It, when they say it was some muscle flare-up? like Yeah, some inflammation. I, I guess I haven't done enough research as to exactly what it is in the recovery of it and process. but they, I don't even think they're fully aware of how bad this could potentially be. Right now, it's not the classic sort of injury that requires Tommy John surgery, but who knows, maybe couple innings in to throwing or a couple bullpen sessions in, he, you know, I don't know. It scares me. And I've already kind of punted on this season I ever but, since the bets and price trade. So this just is just another log onto the uh, the Red Sox waste of a season fire. No, I completely agree. I'm trademarking that, by the even, way. Even, you know, even if you don't shut him down, I still think – the Red Sox mm, fourth in our in our division or what are mm. Yankee the Yankees and Tampa are gonna be one and two. You think we're gonna be worse than Toronto? I think Toronto's got some good young talent on their what, roster. What about Baltimore? We're not gonna be worse than Baltimore. <laughs> so I, I don't Baltimore. know if that's I don't know if that's possible. But I I, I think Toronto's gonna be I think we'll be third. I don't think it'll be close. I think it'll be, a, like you said, a Yankees, uh, Tampa, some sort of combination of those two, one or two. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, no, Yankees are taking one. I've seen much more stacked Yankees teams do much, worse. much worse. So I'm not putting anything past them. Lefties, am I right? Yeah. Um, I just want to talk, touch quick here on – we're in New Hampshire – and we're getting to the point in time where we're ready to golf. Ooh. All three of us, big golfers. Not, not well. Not, <laughs> not well, but we're ready to but, golf. But just, be, just being on the course, <laughs> playing 18 with the boys, having a oh, couple yeah. beers. You Look know for I mean? a live feed coming from the golf course. Maybe a couple of periscopes here and there. <laughs> me shanking one straight into the woods. But, you know, if, if any of you guys are into golf, you know what I mean? We, we play around New Hampshire a lot. Um, but if there's anything in Massachusetts, Maine, things like that, we played in Maine a couple times. I like the Portland um, courses. Yeah, me too. If there's any courses that you guys know about, 
Um, definitely reach out to us. Let us know what you think. We'll play them. We'll give us some reviews on some courses. Definitely going over the podcast and things like that. Yeah, and if anyone's looking to sell some lightly used clubs, your boy's <laughs> in the market. <laughs> I mean, you're a pretty tall guy. I mean, is it going to be as easy as someone selling some used clubs? Are you going to need to... We'll see, that's do, kinda, some, do some tests. That's where am I at now? Do I want to go get generic set of clubs? Underperform like I normally do because <laughs> not <laughs> I'm a terrible golfer, but also my clubs aren't right for me. It makes it more difficult to do. So do I go out and drop a, a K on custom golf clubs? I'm not Rory, Ma- Rory McIlroy. Well... I mean, he probably we has, don't know yet. He probably has some <laughs> custom clubs. We don't so, know yet. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Fair. You know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Do it. I'm, My argument I'm for America. that, I, I may get some new. I don't know about custom or anything. I may get some new clubs just because I want to try to get better and play mm-hmm. more. And I've had the same the club makes same sense. adult clubs uh, before that. I had like the kids clubs that I did till like way beyond the shit, like probably 13, 14. <laughs> And then I got like normal clubs, and I've used those ever since. I've seen so golf that long. You're probably a pretty decent golfer. You're oh no, 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 no! I'm not, like, I'm not playing. You're like I shoot a, I shoot a 98, but I suck. I'm coming let's, in at like a 140. The, the clubs can make a difference. I mean, I got no. They do I'm, make a difference. Let me, let me. I'm just saying, I would like to put an effort into getting better. And if I'm gonna do that, then I don't mind investing mm-hmm. potentially. Right. Like the whole sports right. So I I switched to some. I got some nice PV ones. Yeah, we're staring some, at them right some now. Some Titleist PV AV ones. AV ones. AV ones. From my great chiropractor Steve Maroon. If, if you're ever hurt playing golf, swinging a club, like but me, they, or throwing uh, your golf club into the water, like me. You know, they're. I'm I'm glad that I ended up getting them, and and the weighted for me. Is better because of how hard I swing. Are they custom or did you just upgrade? No, I just upgraded. Okay. Well, you didn't have clubs, did you? Yeah, I did. Would you? I have? did. I, I had those horrible ones that I they were just starter clubs. Oh. Um, but for that, let's get to. We're gonna touch on a little bit um, for our gaming side of the podcast here. Um, we're gonna touch on Fortnite just a little bit, just some things they added, but then we're gonna move to some other games. Yeah, quick Fortnite update this week. Um, I honestly wasn't even aware it came out until I saw it in game. There's a landmine now. Yes. I it, don't know. Oh, Loot Llamas are back. Loot Llamas yes, are back. thank God. Um, th- the landmine, um, for those who have ever played Call of Duty, reminds me a lot of a Bouncing Betty. You place it on the ground, you run by it, it literally bounces up to your face and explodes. Can you crouch underneath it? I haven't played yet. That's a great question. I've only I've never been hit you, by you, one. I don't. I think it just kind of seeks right. to you. Um, you do. Guess. It does fifty damage, and then it actually, it actually uh, targets you, so people can can see where you are, kind of yeah. like the shakedown thing. Just, just what we want. We want more things that are going to pop up and surprise us mm-hmm. for fifty damage. I love that. Maybe if it's kind of a replacement for the traps, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Traps do 150. Can you hold only three max? I don't know how many. Six. Max. Six. Okay, so it actually is worse than a trap. <laughs> it, it, it holds. It goes in a regular inventory slot. It's not where the And you can go. stick them to walls and stuff, by the oh, way. Oh, you can. Yep. Yep. You, you hate to hear that. I'm telling you, it's kind of like a trap 2.0. I actually am not against the the putting it in because it only hits for fifty, and it takes up a spot. In the it does mark inventory. you. That's the other thing we haven't talked. Sure, about. it like alerts. So the player who throws it and the person who gets hit by it becomes marked like a 
The shakedown. Like the shakedown. Um, I'm pro it. I think, I hope that there's a delay in how many times you can, like, I don't want someone to throw one down and then, like, one another foot away, get hit by that one and then another one. I hope there's a slight delay. Or while you're marked, you can't get hit by another one. I think you can get hit by all of them. I don't know. I have not. So you're just going to tell me you're going to load yeah, up three so of them, three of them, boom, you're dead? I think so. But obviously we still have to play it. We'll get back to you, our thoughts once we kind of do a deeper dive. I'm glad Loot Lombers are back. I didn't really understand them being gone to begin with. It just seemed kind of unnecessary. Another interesting thing I learned playing this week, and by no means am I proud of this in my Fortnite career, though. Mm -hmm. I was playing with some people, Uh and uh, behind Steamy, near the yacht, there's a little island between the yacht and uh, Steamy. Yep. So, if you don't know, because you guys haven't actually played a lot this week, the yacht is pretty calm now. You usually get one or two teams going there. Well, because nobody went Steamy, really, to begin with. Right. So... So, if you kill the boss, you get the key card, and you go to the vault. Mm-hmm. Now, that vault has a porta potty in it. Yeah. It spits you right out on that island I was talking about. We decided we were going to go to that porta potty build a, <laughs> build a box, essentially, sure. around it, and roofs, and camp. And you can hear the porta potty being activated for transportation. <laughs> yeah, just really. So that's what's interesting is yeah. we absolutely murked a right. full squad in one set. They just popped out, and there's no delay of. And I think you will see soon a delay where you can't be damaged coming out of a porta potty in a certain amount of time because these guys had no chance. We built with with metal all around, and they can only jump one at a time. Yeah. So, the first guy, by the time that first and second guy are in the pipe already... It's too late. It's too late, so... It'll be even more interesting with the landmines now that you can just... Even if you don't want to be there waiting for them, you can just even create, like, a tunnel almost where yeah. out of the porta potty they just go down this hallway and keep getting pelted by mines if, be, they, if, if cool. they need to worry about the storm. It'd be a great way for me to get a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what's going, on, uh, what's going on in Apex? So, I have been giving Apex... Uh, we had talked... The last time when we did our Fortnite new season episode, I was talking about taking a little bit of a break. And what that turned into for me is not really playing Fortnite during the work week. So kind of Monday through Friday, I'm, I'm taking off. Maybe Friday night I'll play a little bit. But for me, that gives me kind of a rest from Fortnite. lets me uh, not get so angry when I... <laughs> I'm not playing well and stuff like that. It makes me look forward to going back to the game. So that's been working. But in the meantime, I've been playing, trying to get back into Apex. I really enjoy it. I have always enjoyed Apex. Kind of the same problem for me. And I've actually done some more research since we last talked. The problem, the main problems for me with Apex aren't anything with the game itself gameplay-wise. It's the features that Fortnite has that Apex doesn't. So an example is, in Fortnite, obviously there's crossplay, which the Respawn, the people who make Apex, have said that that's the works. But one of the big issues, and I guess it's in the way they built the game, is you're not able to have your items saved from platform to platform. It's... So you can't have, and it, it, apparently it's never going to be a feature based on how they built the game, 
you can't have you can't buy stuff on Xbox or buy the battle pass on Xbox, boot it up on PC and have that battle pass content still is there. It, is it because so Epic makes Fortnite obviously, but yeah. your Epic account and your PSN or Xbox Live are completely separate things. I don't know the re- my that's a good that's probably the thing is that it links to it links the to, Xbox like your Microsoft account or your yes. PlayStation account or your whatever or or your PC whatever it is for PC maybe PC's just the Origin account but instead of linking it to the um, EA Origin account you make they like they linked it probably to those other ones mm-hmm. I don't know that for a fact but it that's also good yeah. yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense, and I've wondered why they haven't implemented that, because I can't imagine that's a very hard feature to put and in. And it's there. a small thing, because realistically, most people play you're not looking at, like, Apex is a first-person shooter, so the costumes are cool for other people to look at, but you're not looking at the your skin as much as you are in, say, a game like Fortnite, mm-hmm. or even, um, I don't know, other like, I don't know, any other third-person shooter. Yep. The second thing that bothers me, and this is more based on just my group of friends that I play with, play with, is we need to get a consistent group of three. Right now I'm playing with my brother and me consistently and then a random third. And that kind of circles back to the platform issue where I have an Xbox. I, I'm, I have all of the, the current consoles, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, PC... Just because I'm, that's kind of my hobby. I'm passionate about games. Yeah. But not everybody is. So my brother has an Xbox and a PC. So most of the time we can play either Apex or Call of Duty together. And now we can play Apex and Call of Duty if we wanted to on PC. A couple of my other friends are big on PS4, though. And I can play on PS4. And the couple of my friends who are active on PS4 can play. Mm-hmm. But then I can't play with my brother. <clears throat> and it's not that I don't mind playing without him. It's just that's a consistent, like, yeah, he's you, normally around you, to play. Right. And when guys, I'm normally around to play. You got to know your strategy. Right. And not even that, but just, like, it's just the consistency of being able to play. I don't yeah. mind playing with other... I mean, I have a bunch of other people I can switch with. Okay, man. It's more just... Well, no, but it's more just, like, <laughs> finding the, the different... Like, going over the barrier of different platforms. So once cross-play is a thing... It'll be much easier. Yeah. But also not being able to, like, enjoy a battle pass and have items transfer from one thing to the other kind of stinks more than I ever thought it would. Because yeah. for a while, I played Fortnite without buying any battle skins pass. or battle pass at all. And I yeah. was having just... But, I mean, eventually, you become invested enough in a game that you want to... Yeah, you give in and you kind of... Not even give in, but you just want to appreciate, I don't know, like, invest in it yeah. a little bit more than you would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Anyways, that's a long way of saying that I enjoy Apex. My current thing right now is to get a consistent group of people, a consistent trio to play with. Right. Or uh, two other people to play with consistently. Because I really enjoy that game, and I actually am good at that game, at least right now. It's also skill-based matchmaking, so I haven't played in a while. So maybe the more I play, the more I do better, it's going to be harder to win, yeah. and then we'll be back where Fortnite is, and I'll just be frustrated with that as much as I am Fortnite, but I think they're, I do enjoy they're skill-based. Sure. They're skill-based. No, there match. is. I'm just saying, like, no, right no, now, no, I'm not saying, good at I it. think there's more, it's more effective than Fortnite's. Probably. But, but other, yeah, other than that, the only other game I've been playing on the side, if I can't find a group to play, 
you know, obviously taking a break before nine of the weeks. And if I can find a group of three to play Apex, I'll play. But I've also been chipping away on Switch. been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. And it's a good game if you've played the other two. I, I'm not going to say this should be the one you jump into if you've played the other, or if you haven't played the other two. But it's just more of the same. Uh, it's basically a... The mechanics, for those who don't know, is you uh, go through a mansion. Obviously, this time it's a hotel. But you... Mario, Peach, and a couple other characters get, like, kidnapped and you have to save them. And the whole point is that Luigi's always, like, the nervous stepbrother character, so it's always <laughs> funny when he's the main... Yeah. When he's the main character. So basically, you go through, you have a vacuum, and you have to suck up ghosts. And the way you do that is you flash a light on the ghost and then you suck it in. So th- it's just a fun little mechanic to do. It's something nice to be able to play for 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah. It's not something you can put more time to it if you want to. I've been enjoying it and uh, that's kind of my game when I want to take a break from a multiplayer I just chip away at. Eventually though, and it's going to segue into kind of what Richard's been playing on the side. Eventually I want to play uh, The Last of Us Remastered while we wait uh, for the next one. Real quick, though, breaking news, fresh off the press. First to report it, um, though I'm getting it from ESPN, I am an inside source. Christian Yelich, seven years, $188 million. Why does that seem low? For Yelich? Is that not low? Not, no. I want to know what it's giving Hundred. Wait, what is it? 188? 25. 188. But anyways, um, for me, uh, you know, Matt... Like he said, he's kind of been stepping away from Fortnite during the week. Drew's been very busy trying to get back into work since his, you know, cosmetic nose job. <laughs> um, he's got to pay for the, all those uh, vanity surgeries he's getting there. Um, so I've been playing, when I get a chance here, The Last of Us. I bought it remastered, 15 bucks. you know, in, in preparation for The Last of Us 2 coming out, which I absolutely cannot wait. Um, I truly forgot... How incredible The Last of Us is. Yeah. That game, I mean, even, you know, now, I played it on PS3 originally, beat it there, but now I'm playing on the PS4 Pro, remastered on the, the 4K PlayStation on the 4K TV. Yep. It's incredible. The game's so much fun. Um, excuse me, I forgot how terribly terrifying the clickers are. Mm-hmm. Those things are the worst. I think I'd rather eat ketchup than try to hang out with those things. I don't know if that's been discussed, but Richard is highly adverse to ketchup. That's... I don't even know what that terminology means. No, I'm scared kidding. of it. <laughs> I know. Very scared of it. Um, a little a little scared of it. And, uh, well, much much like zombies or clickers, as they call them in this game. And if my buddy Seth, the creator of New Beer, uh, co-founder there of New Beer, is listening, he can absolutely contest firsthand of how I've been tormented by... Ketchup in the past. Oh, I thought I thought we were going back to Last of Us, but we're just digging it. What? <clears throat> so, would you play the game if for somehow it was instead of zombies, it was some sort of creature like ketchup was, bottle? Like not even a ketchup <laughs> bottle. It's, it's like but a creature that just is somehow made of ketchup. Would you play the game? See, you know what? I'm like I said, definitely for ketchup. Ketchup once it's on your plate, mm-hmm. repulsive. It's not Disagree. the worst. Not the worst. If there were glass ketchup bottles, don't know if I could play it. Did you see Heinz? Heinz actually switched a little bit of a 
change the subject. Not really. We'll, we'll go right back to your fear of ketchup, which <laughs> has to go back to something. This is not the podcast to dive deep <laughs> and figure out the psychological issue of Richard and ketchup. I am terrified to find out what that is all about, and hopefully I never do. But anyways, Heinz changed it so the ketchup bottle, the logo, like you know how the ketchup bottle, you normally hit the 57 or right, <laughs> tilt it at an angle. Stop. Stop. <laughs> the, the glass stop. Anyways, they changed stop. the label so you pour it like it shows like it'll look straight to you, the logo, when it's the right angle to pour the ketchup out. Cool. Good for them. Who cares? <laughs> it's a glass bottle though, so I'm just, a, there is nothing worse in this world. I don't think... And I take into account everything that has ever happened in this world, including everything. Uh huh. Nothing is worse. Than including glass. everything. <laughs> including anything worse than a glass bottle of ketchup or just ketchup? Yes. Glass bottle of ketchup. I am. This is. I know. I don't. For other little uh, side games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hold on though. Hold on. Oh Last of Us. No, no, no. We're not gonna do. We're we're off the ketchup cast here. Last of Us 2 it looks incredible. I will say, Drew, you should try to play The Last of Us. I've played The Last of Us. I just haven't, have. I haven't played it remastered. Oh, I, played it. I didn't know this. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I've played it. doesn't sound confident. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm much right. bigger on Uncharted than I am The That's Last fair. of Us. Same people, though. I know. Same people. Naughty Dog or Neat Dog or... Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Dog made the game. Folks, and, breaking and, news. <laughs> And also came up on the Apple Watch there. It's uh, Yelich and Nate Dog. <laughs> and also Natty Dog. It's it's a new natural. It's a new it's a new uh, Natty Light. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, Nate yeah, Dog, a lot Nate of people Dog. a lot of people thought Last of Us was game of the decade this past decade. So definitely get on that if you have access to a PlayStation Three or a PlayStation Four. It's cheap, bucks. like fifteen bucks. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah. That's a movie ticket. Big Uncharted guy. You can also buy the um, collection. You can buy I don't the collection. Know how much that which is. I had it. I had it. I, I got it for like twenty bucks. It was free on PSN for a while. I'm PSN sure it was. was. Oh, well, that's if you have PSN. Uh, PS Plus, yeah. PS Plus right now. The Last of Us is free. I just don't pay for PS Plus because I only play Fortnite online. So fair. So fair. You don't need it. Little little tidbit. If you guys didn't know that, I actually found that out. If you you do not have to have PSN. Or Xbox Live. To you do need... I, well, uh, unless they change it, you used to need Xbox Live. Maybe they changed it. All right, let me speak from what I actually know. You don't need PSN. <laughs> we can play, confirm. To play Fortnite, which I find very interesting. And it must go back to that epic... It has something to do with free-to-play games. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it probably does. Mm-hmm. But Drew, just Fortnite? That's your... Well, that's what... You been playing this week? Yeah, I, I haven't played any game this week. I haven't really had the time. Um, Fair. Oh, but, I mean, you guys know that it, I'm always <laughs> in my sports games too, but Uncharted, if you have time to play other things, I would say Uncharted. That's one of my favorite games that I've ever played. Cool. So. Anything yeah, I, else, I guys? you were getting sponsored by FaZe. Is that true? I am, yeah. Right. Um, no. Games, I think at some point we'll, we'll do kind of a most anticipated... Kind of what we're excited for for games. Because yeah. I know I know it's been pretty Fortnite focused, which we don't. I, I love Fortnite. I, it's the game I play the most, so I don't mind talking about it. But we don't want to bore you either. But yeah, we don't want to beat a beat a dead horse. So, with, do without further ado, grab a beer, sit down, and watch you know some sports or uh, yeah. play a game. All right, guys. We will see you next week, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, you guys have a good weekend. Uh, Nate Dog sends his condolences. <laughs> <laughs> Later, guys.